welcome. I'm Jim Ellermeyer. I'm a behavioral health therapist, and perhaps you're not familiar with a local organization here in Pittsburgh called Doors Open Pittsburgh. Doors Open Pittsburgh offers some guided and walking tours of various sites and events and places around the city of Pittsburgh. And as a behavioral health therapist, I chose to take a walking tour of one of my favorite places on earth, and that's Highland Park, located in East Liberty, Pennsylvania. Now, you may think, well, what's so special about this tour? Well, as a mindfulness-based cognitive behavioral therapist, what I like to do is introduce people to the concept of paying attention on purpose, and that mindfulness is not necessarily sitting on a satin pillow going, mm, all day. It's about participating in your life and being present. On this tour, not only are we going to be introduced to the sights and sounds and historical data of Highland Park, what we'll also do is introduce you to various ways to participate in aspects of your life, to observe, to describe, to participate, to be able to label and describe accurately how you're thinking and feeling in order to create memories. As we go through life, we can accumulate t-shirts, we can accumulate knickknacks, but one of the most important things and the only thing is we really carry is memories. So on this tour, we'll be participating in mindfulness activities, some breath activities about being in the moment, so you can translate and incorporate the techniques that you'll learn on this mindfulness-based walking tour into every aspect of your life. For times and ticket information, please go to www doorsopenpgh.org. Thank you. Be there or be square. Ah, welcome back to another episode of Fishing Without Bait, a lifetime without definitive expectations, where we help people explode into their lives through full impact mindfulness to be full of non-judgmental awareness. If you're welcome nowhere else, you're certainly welcome here. The only entrance requirements are the honesty, open-mindedness, and willingness to try. By the way, I'm Jim Ellermeyer. I'm a behavioral health therapist. And today, as always, as I certainly appreciate, I'm joined by my good friend, co-host, and producer of this program, Mr. Mike. Hi, Mike Sorgatron Media, your uh, friendly podcast uh, helper. So, Mike, we were talking about uh, the ability to say I don't know Mm -hmm. earlier, and you were sharing with me uh, some experiences that you've had at something that you're very familiar with and getting hearing comments. And, and I do consider myself a little bit of a super fan when it comes to the professional wrestling world and video, profe- you know, video equipment and things like that. Um, no, I went to, I, I went to Detroit this past weekend for SummerSlam and, and I'm always very interested to see, you know, I, I, I think it's good to remind myself what it's like to be a wrestling fan and uh, to me, and, and unfortunately, there was a lot, wasn't a lot of this around me. Um, I like watching the kids watching wrestling because that is like, oh, hey, no, this is why we're here kind of thing. Um, but there's always like you catch comments, especially in a crowd. There's like 60,000 people up there in Detroit. Right. And, um, you know, just commentary about like how like some people think production works and things like that. And some some things that are very specifically like I've never worked for WWE. I know a couple of people that do work there. But and I but I've worked enough professional wrestling and decent sized companies to know like yeah I'm pretty sure it's not that way <laughs> you know those kinds of ideas you know I actually say something to my uh that my, my 
uh, fellow video producers often and says, it doesn't matter what level you're at, you're sa- dealing with the same crap. <laughs> time to time, it doesn't matter. You just maybe make it a little bit more money and more eyeballs are on you, but the same problems, the same uh, 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 situations seem to crop up for a lot of these people. Um, so, so it, it was just like a little bit of like, I hear people, you know, especially around wrestling. I mean, I think you see this with sports. I don't understand why they put this picture in or, or something like that. Like there's a very, um, you know, we talk about expert mind. I know how baseball works and who should be in there. Some people make money being on radio saying those words. Um, but a lot of times the fans are just, you know, and, and everybody, everybody is the sum of their experiences. And, and I just think. Uh, you know, not, and I don't mean this as a diminutive thing for the for for the people in the stands, but it's still it's still just very interesting the go along that happens with that we were talking about before the show. Um, yeah, I think I think Roman Reigns is winning because X, Y, and Z. He's like, yeah, yeah, I think that too, and, and like I think you said, you know, and it was like it, you know, it just kind of perpetuates itself. Well, that's speculation, absolutely, and, and, and it certainly can be fun. It's like being a Monday morning quarterback. Uh, so here we are in Pittsburgh and although I'm not a fanatic football fan, I realize that the Pittsburgh Steelers has the heart and soul of the city. Absolutely. And I really, Mike Tomlin, who has been the head coach of the, this is his 16th season coming up as head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers. I, he must have the mental stability of a Zen master and the skin like battleship armor. Because when the Steelers win, he's a genius. However, still gets critiqued. Mm-hmm. But when they lose, yep, worst person ever, right? Pull the moving van up. Yes, on top house. of you're dealing with the personalities of athletes of varying, uh, varying maturities. You know, coming from right out of college to to big veterans. You know what I mean? So, like, so yeah, he has to deal with a lot of very interesting personalities and feedback. So. It's about appreciating someone's skill level mm-hmm. rather than picking it apart. I saw an interesting, uh, it was either on Instagram, some type of social media post. Uh, Einstein was talking about when he was in class, a professor uh, wrote all these 10 equations out, mm-hmm. and one of them was wrong. Mm-hmm. And do you know which uh, equation the students pointed out? Mm-hmm. The one that was wrong. But uh, he did that. Einstein's teacher said, I did this on purpose to show you that all of you are looking for somebody to do something wrong rather than recognize the things that people do right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You did an entire show, but you messed up one thing on the main event. You did an entire show and executed it, right? That's cool. You know, and 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 that, that I think that's it. Yeah, no, and I think that's a lot of, I don't know if it's a culture thing. I don't, you know, you know, it's definitely a culture thing, right? Because what do we do with our superstars and heroes and uh, and everything like that, right? It's it's becomes you know we seem very interested in tearing them down. Well, because we're not them, and we don't live their lives. But we have to understand that they can do one thing and they can do it extremely well. Okay, but we have this delusion or illusion mm-hmm. that simply because they're able to perform this particular talent extremely well, then every aspect of their life should be just as sterling and shining as that. Right. Right. Um, like I know, I know 
knowing the things that I know, you know, there, there's a certain like, Hey, yeah, I do this, this, and this, but that also mean I didn't, you know, what do you sacrifice in the rest of your life to excel at one aspect? Well, people have this impression that simply because somebody performs well, they should spend the time when they're not performing by adopting starving puppies mm -hmm. or saving the rainforest or the whales or all these other type of things rather than being a human being. They should be walking around town holding doors open for old ladies. Mm -hmm. And if they're not doing that, then some for some reason... In our minds, they've let us down. So we, we have to understand that people are human beings. And just like the basic premise of fishing without bait is to avoid all these expectations and non-judgmental awareness. Mm -hmm. So you heard these people conjecturing about what was going on backstage, why they were doing what they were doing. And so if we were able to use more words that are descriptive rather than judgmental, I think we could change our view of the world and the way people interact with each other. How do you, how do you mean? How do you mean with that? Well, let's just say that uh, a judgmental word would be saying that, let's say somebody can't uh, fix a car, mm -hmm. okay? And somebody would say, he's the stupidest, most god-awful mechanic I've ever met in my life. Mm -hmm. those, are, those are judgmental words. Mm -hmm. Rather than descriptive words saying that fixing cars is not in his wheelhouse. <laughs> fixing, fixing cars is not one of his skills. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or somebody said, oh my gosh, that's a god-awful sweater that they're wearing. Mm -hmm. Why would they ever wear that? Rather than saying... That's an interesting choice of sweaters that they've taken today. I think when we, I think, you know what, I think we do this. Uh, 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 my, my wife and I, uh, when we see something buddy doing, you know, as we, we spend a lot of time on the road and we see a lot of people making some very interesting choices, let's say. And it's like, well, that was a decision. And, and that's kind of how we, and again, it's kind of reduct, not reductive. It's just like, they made a choice there. And, uh, and that's not the choice I would have made. However, they're not doing any harm to anyone or anything. Hopefully. Hopefully. It depends yeah. on the choice they made. <laughs> but there's, as we discussed earlier, Mike, mm -hmm. no one has an x-ray machine or x-ray glasses that can see exactly what somebody's thinking or exactly what somebody's feeling. All we can do is assume. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and, and I think that's really like, and, and it's hard not to have a very centralized view of the world because i think you know i our society in this country definitely has that very um you know i want i don't want to say the world revolves around you but like your your uh, revolves around your perception right nothing exists outside of your view right to know that that person had to deal with this this and this today to get to that point where they cut you off we don't know what was going on in their life if they perhaps were a little snippy with us mm -hmm. or a bit gruff or rude. Mm -hmm. We have no idea what's going on in their life, mm -hmm. but we expect everyone to be just like us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Let me give you an example of that. For the longest time, when I worked with Safter Chaudhry, we uh, mentored physician assistant students. Okay, mm -hmm. they were there under a psychiatric rotation, and early on, when they would be sitting in with me, I really 
got upset and frustrated with the fact that they weren't as interested and passionate about the subject as counseling as I am. But then I, one day I sat back and realized that's unrealistic of me mm-hmm. to expect that they would share the same passion that I have. I, I hear the same things um, from from people that are CEOs and 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 uh, uh, tend to try to be a little more um, passionate and outward thinking uh, uh, CEOs. They say, "I cannot, I cannot believe, I cannot uh, 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 expect anybody to be as passionate about what we do in this office as I am because it's my company." You know what I mean? And I can never think that somebody is going to be as passionate about the video project that we're working on as I am because I'm the one that set it up and I'm the one that wanted to do it, right? Um, I can have an expectation for how well they execute, you know, because that's the job. Sure. But, you know, uh, I don't, I can't expect people that work with us that, you know, you walked in, I was watching something on video production, (laughs) you know, I don't. Ex- I, I can show them, but I don't expect them to sit there for two hours a day listening to other people talk about video productions to get better at what we're doing. Because this isn't the primary thing, even for them. Sometimes. Well, everyone has a template of their life. Absolutely. And sometimes, to others' detriment and our own, we impose a template of our life on others. Mm-hmm. The simplest way I can state that is, you don't like vanilla ice cream. Well, I most certainly do. What's wrong with you? <laughs> And I love that because that carries over because I know a lot of times it's said in wrestling, um, oh, I don't like deathmatch wrestling. I don't like this wrestling. I don't like comedy wrestling. It's like wrestling has different flavors of ice cream. Yes. Yeah. And uh, the yeah. idea is to have an open mind toward all of them. That's Absolutely. Mind, like we talked about. We were talking earlier, Mike, about that Dunning-Kruger effect mm-hmm. where people uh, believe that they have uh, more of a mastery on the subject than they actually have. Mm-hmm. And we were talking earlier, and I've heard this so many times in my life. Uh, when a person works at a job, how many times have you heard somebody say, my boss is an idiot? Mm-hmm. My boss doesn't know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they got to that, to where they're at. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Usually it's from somebody that's worked there like two or three or four weeks. Yes. And all of a sudden they know how to run the operation much better and that person who may have been doing it for 15 years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if they're that unsatisfied with being at that position, then quit. There are options, especially this day. There's definitely options. Yes. So well, what, what we're trying to get across to everyone out there is to take a non-judgmental stance, be the observer, be the describer, and understand that saying, I don't know, is a fine, fine answer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the deal is to accept the fact that you don't know. And we've talked uh, about this before. We we talked about uh, purposeful uh, teaching, about teaching to a test where children, they're terrified to say, I don't know in a classroom. They're yep. terrified to say, I don't know. Yep. Yep. So when you ask me about running a camera, <laughs> I'm going to tell you, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Or what do you think is going to happen in a wrestling match tonight? I don't know. Mm-hmm. 
How's this going to turn out? And I, I gotta don't say, know. and I, I, and I feel like I'm very scared when I'm on other productions with other people, and they say, "Hey, can you white balance this camera?" I'm just like, I don't know how to do it on this one. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to. You know, seem like I'm less of a professional for not knowing it. But very literally, I've never handled that ca- that camera before. I was like, "Where are the buttons on this thing?" You know. So, like, I, I think that's that's. But but also, I'm not sitting there fiddling and maybe screwing it up. <laughs> However, when you don't know something, Mike, what that does is open up an opportunity to learn. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I don't know. However, I have the willingness to try. Yeah. yeah. So it's the willingness to try. And I think, well, all roads lead somewhere. And I think that where this conversation is leading to is ego. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is lowering, lowering of ego mm-hmm. to be able to say to someone, no, I don't know. Especially if you're in a group of people and they're talking about a specific subject that you know nothing about. Has that mm-hmm. ever happened to you? Absolutely. Absolutely. You feel like the odd man out. Mm-hmm. Or you can say, be honest and say, I I know very little about what you're talking about. However, it sounds fascinating. Mm-hmm. I do love watching people geek out over something I have no understanding about. <laughs> I, I sat there and watched somebody, uh, one of them I think is CEO of a company, uh, and and another person um, just just go on about woodworking, and I'm just like I don't get what's happening here, but I will watch you guys talk about it because that's fascinating to me. And when somebody else is passionate about something, mm-hmm. I think we can sit back and rather than be bored, I think we can appreciate their passion. Absolutely, and sometimes it's infectious. Absolutely. It certainly can. I'll give you an example out of my own life. I have a dear friend, uh, a dear friend, and he may be, if he's not the most fervent Steeler fan in the world, Pittsburgh Mm -hmm. especially, uh, he's he's next in line to the throne. Mm -hmm. So the last time he was up, he lives out of town. We went to the Steeler Museum that they had opened a year or so ago mm. at Heinz uh, Field, well, AccuSure now. And we went there, and it was he was enraptured. Mm-hmm. All this memorabilia, all these memories, all these videos, and there were attendants there who were just as passionate fans as him. Uh, so I knew that my friend's was, friend was having a wonderful time and just reveling in sharing stories and seeing all these things. So I sat there for two or three hours. I walked around because I knew it made him happy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I chose to not insert my indifference into the equation. Absolutely. Yep. But what type, of, what type of a friend would I have been? No. Yeah, to bring him down for their passion, that would be, be terrible. Why, why should I tell somebody just because the template of my life is not football, mm-hmm. uh, but it is his. Mm-hmm. Who am I to deny him happiness? Mm-hmm. I chose to go. I knew what I was getting into, and I chose to go. Have you ever seen somebody that goes somewhere reluctantly and is just ornery about it the whole time? <laughs> yes, absolutely. So why does a person like that even go? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll go. Mm-hmm. And then you're you're sit there and frown the whole time. <laughs> I had to agree. Actually, I think I witnessed this because <laughs> I'm literally sitting at SummerSlam, sixty thousand people. 
about two rows behind me, we hear this conversation. Uh, and and it, I think I tweeted it, but I think I know it verbatim off my head. It was like, yeah, I'm sitting out here at this uh, GD WrestleMania BS. I'm paraphrasing. Uh, uh. To keep this clean. Uh, pick me up in front of Tiger Stadium in five minutes. And I'm just thinking, I'm like, we're an hour into the show. How did you get here? <laughs> and I know what I paid for these tickets, and you're two rows behind me. What? <laughs> so, and you're bailing after an hour of this thing? And I, I did not look back to see their composure or anything like that, but just that conversation told me a lot about what was going on with that so that, person. Parent, so that person ruins the time for their friends that they went. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if he even went with anybody. He was just there and just wasn't feeling. I don't know what that is, you know. It was just really, really fascinating. Well, Mike, there's a DBT skill, skill called tolerate the moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tolerate the moment. Mm-hmm. And I think we can do we can deal that with and treat people with courtesy and respect and civility. Mm-hmm. Okay, if we treat people with uh, compassion, if we treat people with a patience, and we accept to compromise with people. Yep, absolutely, okay. absolutely. And saying "I don't know" is a wonderful start. And when you're around sixty thousand people and trying to enter or exit the the, the, the stadium, there's a lot of tolerance that needs to happen. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, yes, there is. So, and again. We don't want to let that moment define your experience. No, absolutely. Well, so that's our challenge uh, for everyone out there today. What type of experience are you going to allow to define your life? Mm-hmm. Are you going to uh, define it as the wonderful play that you saw that was so exciting that had you on your feet? Or you are going to define that night by the moment when somebody jostled you in the aisle? How are, you, how are you going to define your life? That's our challenge for everyone out there, Mike. That is certainly our challenge. And I just wanted to alert everyone out there to know that we are in the process of revamping our website. That's remained a bit stale for a number of years. It's going to be a little bit more eye-popping, a little bit more content. Uh, and we're doing some exciting things like uh, operating mindfulness-based guided tours in cooperation with uh, Doors Open Pittsburgh, doorsopenpgh.org. You can go to their website. We're we're doing all sorts of things. We're going to line up some more exciting and eclectic guests. Absolutely. Uh, This show is all-inclusive. It's never exclusive. And all over the place, we're on most social medias. We have a lot of videos out there, so you can get little samplings of the show to share with your friends when there's a message that really hits for you. So please go follow Fish Without Bait on multiple, multiple platforms uh, these days. Could you tell them about that, Mike? Uh, I'm telling them about it. Like, we are on... Uh, uh, Mastodon under SorgatronMedia.social if you're playing with that. We're on the TikTok. We're on the Instagram and video and, 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 and stills. Uh, we are on uh, uh, Facebook and Reels and you can watch the show there. You can watch and listen to the show on Patreon for free and get a little bit of extra stuff every once in a while. We just had a great conversation about the Ninja Turtles movie by chance uh, before this recording that we'll uh, look to be releasing here shortly. So, Or maybe we have by the time you listen to us. So a lot of, we're having a lot of fun with that and giving everybody opportunities to find the show, find the content, and interact with us. And there have been some great comments here through the last couple of weeks. And as the Beach Boys so aptly put it, we'll have fun, fun, fun till Daddy takes the T-Bird away. As always, we're going to leave you with a free prescription, fruits, nuts, and vegetables, and unplug your television. 
and take up fishing. And for a truly mindful experience, we suggest that you fish without bait. The most serious part of our program is the end, where we ask you to be kind to yourself and be kind to another, to forgive yourself and to forgive another, to understand that if we are not all of the Creator's children, then none of us are. Till all are free, my friends, none of us are. Until then, namaste. If you're interested in flying the colors of fishing without bait, click the shop icon on our website. We have clothing, mugs, cell phone cases, and so much more. Show the world that you fish without bait. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.